all my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So at this time, we have come to the best part of the service where we will get fed, nourished, so that we may grow and mature. I'll bring forth no other than our doctor, Suzanne Howard. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. We made it a few more minutes to the morning. How you doing today? Did y'all say hello to your neighbor? Did you give him a nice smiling face? Remind him, say he woke you up this morning. You could at least smile for that. It may not be all good. You may be going through something, but I think you'd rather have a chance to go through that and get a testimony than to be on the other side of the dirt. So if you're grateful to be on this side of the dirt, why don't you just stomp on it a little bit and just thank him. Thank him. Come on. The old church would thank them just for life, health, and strength. Now we got to come up with all these things to make people thank them. The, the mothers would say, if I just thought of them. And they were going to two services on a Sunday. We used to do revival five nights a week. And there was not an option. to You wouldn't even think of not coming. Whatever there was to do was never better than what you know revival was going to be like. Today's church is hard to lead. I'm telling you, it's hard to lead. How many claps we just got? Just be prophetic. You'll be right. So did y'all intend to come to church today? Oh, okay. So you intended to come to church today. So what's some of the things we do when we get in church? Put your hand on your mind. Your eyes are everywhere. Turn off your thoughts. Cast down high imaginations. Pull down everything that is exalting itself over God in your life. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. When you enter into courts and gates, the mandate is thanksgiving and praise. Now, I remember a few years ago, I had the entire church go outside the building. And I told them how they needed to enter into my father's house. Because you're going to respect when you come into our father's house, right? No one in here is going to let anybody come into their mother or father's house wrong. Now, how did we come into our father's house today? We didn't, but we need to. Listen how quick it stops. See, y'all want to exalt me. You want me to pump you up. We want me to remind you. You want me to dance. You want the musicians to play. I'm talking to these dry bones. Can they live? Lift up your hands. With thanksgiving and praise, lift up your arms. Turn your mind off. Pull down thoughts and imaginations. I promise you, you want a quick plastic surgery? Smile. It tightens everything up. Smile. See, that's what they want. I ain't giving it to them.
You can tell right now who has relationship and who doesn't. I don't even want y'all to help them. I want you to think of that thing or those things that you know only God. And that should be the level of your worship. Don't do it because I'm telling you. Don't do it because other people are doing it. Think of that one thing that you know. Some of y'all know, because we're going to do a prophetic blessing today on minds and emotional problems. And then prayerfully restore favor back to your life. But before we get there, we've got to talk about disobedience. See, y'all are quick to obey the leader. Because y'all are fearful of an earthly human rebuke. But what about the results of your life is showing a rebuke from God? He's rebuking and withholding from your life because you won't bless him. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Why would he be with you? Why would he roll with you? Why would he rock with you? Why would he hang with you? Why would he call you bride if this is the best you got? Now, I know there's about 10 of you single women in here. If a man walked in here, y'all would be like, ooh, just one. 20 of y'all be like fishes. And some of y'all are waiting for a man. But you won't even bless the man who you believe is going to send you that man. Get your mind right. This stuff is momentary. We're going to be in and through this earth and out of here in a twinkling of an eye. Trust me, I went from 28 to 56 like that. I don't even know how it happened. Minister Diana, come to the altar. Dominique, come to the altar. Miss with the black and white striped shirts, come on to the altar. Maria, come to the altar. Come on, Cora, come to the altar. Tyra, come join them. How are you? You all right? Okay. Anybody else that need to be up here, come on up to the altar. Amen. They come and they like, thank y'all. Get your minds focused on worship. I know a lot of us have a lot of responsibility, right? We're entrepreneurs. We're wives. Some are husbands. We're at least some of us are mothers and fathers. Um, you know, we've got debt and that old Christmas coming. But please, if you learn anything from me, from my life, do not let these things hinder your focus. Make it a habit that when you walk into your house, you see your house as a gate in the court. And when I walk into my house, I cross gates and I cross courts and I'm coming in with thanksgiving and praise. Some of y'all are so focused on work, you forgot to worship. This ain't a rebuke, this is a correction because we're building faith this month. Because the Lord told me this is the time for miracles and I'm trying to set you up for 2024. And who would want to be with us 
if we ain't happy for them to be around us? What man gonna wanna be in your life with the faces that I looked at out here today? Or what woman? Some of y'all want wives, right? Yeah, can't be bachelors forever. Yep, Kevin, don't turn your head when I hit eyes with you. Rashard, Tate. I won't say your name today. Amen. I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to command your mind to focus. That in front of you right now is a velvet wall. And the Lord wants you to come behind that wall. He wants to be in the presence of you. And all you have to do to open up that velvet wall, that velvet curtain, is bless his name. You don't have to scream. You don't have to dance. You don't have to holler. But I guarantee you, if you loose this demon that's on your mind, you might lose some tears at the same time. I want you to begin to open your mouth and talk to him. You're not even going to talk to him in a heavenly language. You're going to talk to him in the language for the country he's put you in. Come on, Cora, you're in. Come on, anybody going to join Cora? Come on. Come on. Father, forgive me because this battle of my mind, I have let it talk to me for so long that it ministered me right into doubt that I forgot that you even own this problem. If my worship, if my sincerity, if my genuine affection towards you takes this wall down, I want to start first with apologizing because no matter what's on my mind, I have from the car to the door to enter into your courts and gates with praise and thanksgiving. Receive my worship, Father. Receive my praise, Father. Come on, Dominique, you're in. I was looking at Facebook and I was like, I hope folks is as ready for Christ as they are for Christmas. I'm putting my Christmas tree up in October. Is Jesus up? I ain't knocking it. I don't want to seem like I'm a hater or I'm not against people who want to enjoy the holidays. But Christmas was such a big deal. Was Christ in it? Come on and worship. Come on and worship. Come on and worship. There's a line that Jason Upton sings when I get caught up in life's things. And I feel like a, a, a posture move from the presence of God. And I always remember this line that he says. He says, give me one reason to believe. And God responds and said, I never gave you one reason to doubt. Woo! Glory! Glory! You want to see a miracle. Whatever is taking station in your mind. If you want to see a miracle, worship him. I need you to worship him. He desires your worship, but I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you right now to worship him. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. What is getting your attention and your affection right now? Cast it. Put that thing on a symbolic fishing rod and see yourself in your mind throwing that care and that thought. It's work related. Come on, it's health related, it's financially related, 
it's dwelling related it's family related the holidays come and for some reason everybody's joyful and put up their tree in October and then there's others that's thinking of every bad thing that has happened in their life everything that they've lost everything that they don't have everybody who's passed away come on worship just tell them I love you if you don't know what to say tell them I love you tell them I can't make it without you I can't keep my blessings without you. I can't keep my mind without you. I can't keep this job without you. I can't keep my relationships without you. I can't keep my health without you. I can't keep this posture without you. I can't even get up in the morning without you. I can't even go to bed at night without you. I can't sleep eight straight hours without you. Who's desperate for him today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, worship. Worship. I hate to sound cliche, but your next blessing depends on this move right now. If I am not an apostle of Jesus Christ, I promise you that what you need is dependent upon your worship right now. I'm not working mysteries and magic. I'm telling you what I know. You're held up. But you're not denied. You gotta worship him. You gotta believe him for more than you've been able to do for yourself. Come on, you're in. You're in. Somebody else just got in. Come on. Yes. Yes. Tell him, don't leave me. Come on, tell him, don't leave me. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you more than I even know that I need you. I need you. I need you. When is the last time you've been able to tell somebody, I need you. I need you. I need you. Don't leave me. Don't forsake me. Don't abandon me. Don't turn your face from me. Hallelujah. Come on, where are his worshipers at? Come on, rocks, cry out. Come on, rocks, cry out. Cry out. Cry out. Cry out. Cry out. Come on. I see living stones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I see you. Live, 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 live. Live, 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 live. Come on. Live, live, live. Ministers, put your hands upon one of these people at the altar that seem like they're just trying to get in, but they can't. If they're in, don't touch them. And say, live, 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 live. Come on, come on. He wants your worship. I need you. I need you like that deer that pants for water. Come on, you worker. You're a worker. You work so hard. You work so hard. You didn't do anything wrong, but he wants worship right now. There's something that you've asked God for, Pastor Maria, and he wants to deliver it. But he doesn't want to find you behind a computer. He wants you to be in worship. Come on. Come on. Don't let it be for duty. Let it be because you remember how close you and he were when you had more time to be in his presence. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Help D. Worship him. Worship him. Andre. Worship him. Come on, they're trying to get in, y'all. Help them out. Help them out. Come on, they're trying to get in. Help them out. Come on, help your brother or your sister out. Come on, live. 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 Don't go to anybody. 
anyone who already has help, they're already in his presence. Go to someone that's trying to get to the water. Someone who's barren. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, 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 like the deer pants for the water. I'm after you, Jesus. I'm after you, Jesus. I'm after you, Jesus. I'm after you. I'm after you. I'm after you. Hey, like the deer. Woo! Yes, yes. Come on, you're before your king. You're before your king tower. Come on. worship. Those that are stronger and you're standing by your seats, help us. Make intercession on them. Hallelujah. You didn't do anything wrong, but the enemy wants to set you up to lose what you have or what's to come. If I'm not an apostle of God, hallelujah. Don't stand here in remorse that you failed anything. This wake-up call came today. Secure your posture and your place in 2024. Go in worship. Go in worship. Go in worship. Come on, picture that deer that's going through that forest and he's looking for water. He wants to drink the living God's water. Come on. That's who we are today. Hallelujah. Forget about Christmas. Forget about the people. This is Christmas right now. Ministers, y'all got to learn how to cast your cares. You didn't come this far to let every storm and trial in life come 
and cause you to be moved from your place. No one promised you that when you get your minister's license, problems are going to go away. You got to know that now you're a target for sure. But whatever I got to go through, I'm going to go through with hope. Blessed are those that mourn. Blessed are the peacemakers. Think about that. See, the enemy thought he was coming with something. And God said, ah, I'll use that. God didn't do it. God didn't cause it. But God said, I'm going to show enough use it. I'm going to take that sadness in that morning. And I'm going to turn it into the joy and the oil of gladness. Know who you are in Christ. Send word curses back to the sender. Bind up psychological warfare in your mind. We can't wait to Sunday because he's had how many hours and days, if not weeks, to talk to us. I used to be a glutton for that. I'd let him be in my mind for days thinking that I was doing the right thing and I wasn't bothering anybody. Are you going to lose your mind? It's a privilege and an honor to come across those courts and gates. Yes. Come on, you know you're a worshiper. You know you're a worshiper. You know you're a worshiper. I saw rocks come to the altar and I see living stones at the altar now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Living stones. God can turn back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life's problems and situations and issues and events if you worship him. What a privilege and an honor it is to worship him. Do y'all know about repentance? Start repenting. I want to release blessings, but I can't release blessings on people who look bound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't forget to tell them thank you. Tell them thank you. Tell them thank you. Come on, take some time from the sweetness of your lips. Tell them thank you. Come on, tell them I'm claiming 2024 right now, and I'm thanking you in advance. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Come on, just say thank you. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Y'all looking better. Thank you. Yes, Tom, come on. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Lord. Lord we say thank you. Yes, come on. As you head back to your seat, the only charge I got for you is to continue saying thank you. Thank you. Come on, you're going to feel so much better. Thank you. Oh, I just want to say thank you. Restoring my soul, I said, thank you. 
my mind I say thank you Oh, I just want to say thank you Come give me a hug Restoring my soul, I say thank you Amen For healing my mind, I say thank you Restoring my soul, I say thank you Oh, I just want to say thank you For healing my mind, I say thank you Yes, Cora Restoring my peace, I say Thank you, restoring my joy. I say thank you. Come on, y'all. Oh, Let's I go. just wanna say thank you. Woo! Receive my worship.
and lowly for the whole earth will belong to them. God blesses those who are hungry and thirsty for justice. God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace for they will be called the children of God. And God blesses those who are persecuted because they live for God. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Thank you. 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 Verse 11 wraps it up and said, God blesses you when you are mocked and persecuted and lied about because you are my followers, not their followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad in it for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the prophets of old were prosecuted as well. Somebody say thank you. How about this? Thank you for those that mocked me. Thank you for those that persecuted me. Thank you for those that lied about me. Thank you for those who rejected me. Thank you for those who wouldn't give me peace. Thank you for those who wouldn't give me mercy. Thank you for those who wouldn't give me food. Thank you for those who weren't gentle with me. Thank you for those who wouldn't mourn with me. And thank you for those who can't recognize their need for him. Tell them I recognize my need for you. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on, if you recognize your need for him. Hey! Hey! This is why I say, if it had not been for the Lord who is on my side, where would I be? Where would you be? Thank you! Thank you! Hallelujah! You could have lost your mind. You could have lost your mind. But instead, we worshiped him. Hallelujah. Woo! Somebody said, I lost my mind. But it was God. Hallelujah. You can take your seats if you want. Y'all came up here looking like rocks and left like living stones. This is the day that the Lord has made. 
and no demon, no angel, no Christmas, no holidays, no family, no church family. Nothing's going to stop me from the love of God. Hallelujah. Hey! Don't they persecute you? He said, bless them. Bless them. We're going to become real Christians one day. Real Christians. Not American Christians. My God. See, see, see. Look, look what they do when the word comes. Look what they do. See, they fingers shouting and praising right now. Come on, let me give you these blessings if y'all are in a better place to take them now. You know, when we come in with our minds already too busy and, and we struggle, all of us, we all have those weeks when maybe work is on our mind or relationship is on our mind or just all the things I still got to do and I can't believe I'm in church on Christmas Eve and the stores close early and I got all this stuff I got to do. You don't think God hear all that? Let me tell you how much he hears that. I want you to go to the scripture that I read today in Matthew 5. My, my, my. Thank you, musicians, ushers, and securities, and greeters, and AV. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Is he not a good, good God? My God. My God. Even when we don't deserve it. Yes, God. Matthew 5 and 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I'm going to tell you who mourned my mother's death probably eight years, if not more. And it was no one that could lift that mourning off of me but the Holy Spirit. Only God was able to lift that mourning off of me. I was young. I didn't feel like I had enough time. We could be old and still feel like we don't have enough time, right? Love is love. For they shall be comforted. This is actually a prophetic blessing in the kingdom of God. And it's when we're mourning. It's less attractive blessing. People don't preach on this blessing often. They compare mourning to being broke, being in poverty. I don't want to have to go through that to be blessed. Yet, understand this. In order to mourn, you have to be able to feel. And a lot of people can't even feel. We're going to talk about that a lot in the 30 days coming up in January. We're going to do a lot of work on regret. A lot of work on triggers. It's like we wait to church to get triggered. No, oh, I can't worship now. I remember when the enemy used to tell me what you did last night. Now you can't worship on Sunday morning. And then I learned I can worship. God saw me when I did it. He ain't wait till I get to church to bring up, oh, you know what you did last night, by the way. So I stay out of church so he doesn't bring up the things I did or can't see the things that I did. He already knew it. When I found that out, I broke heels praising God. I can, I'm not a hypocrite if I praise him even though I just sinned. I'm not a hypocrite if I've been out of church for a long time and just came back. See, these are the things the enemy brings to our mind. I'm not a hypocrite if I'm not doing the things other people be doing, or I'm not a hypocrite if I'm not doing the things that I myself think I should be doing. Praise will get you through some things. 
Why do you think David danced so hard that his own wife got mad and embarrassed at him? And he had to check her. He's like, I praise you, woman. I love you. You, you got your rightful place. But this praise? Nobody could get this praise but God. A king. That they had issues with him praising God. In, I gave you Matthew 5 and 4, connecting it to Ephesians 4 and 19. The apostle Paul wrote of people who are past feeling. He spoke of people having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. 1 Timothy 4 and 2 said they live in hypocrisy. They live in hypocrisy, y'all, because they can't feel. If you are feeling convicted about what you did last night or any other night, right, it's a good thing. Because the opposite of that, the alternative to that, is having your conscience seared that you don't feel any conviction, repercussion, consequences to anything you've done. Who wants to live like that? Your body is already showing that your, your conscience is seared because your body is responding to all the stuff that's in your mind. That if you just begin to worship him and ask for forgiveness, just like that, it's over. You don't want to live with a seared conscience. Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy 4 and 2, they live in hypocrisy and their conscience no longer pains their heart. But trust me, that pain is like tennis balls loose in their body. All kind of aches and pains going on. This is far greater than that of physical sensitivity. It is the loss of your spiritual sensitivity towards God. That's why I don't even know if it's, it's the right statement to say, but nobody can make you praise God. I don't care how good the praise team are, if you're not connected with God, it's going to make you sit there, right, and tap your foot, you're going to tap your hand. You might go, hey, you might do that little church jerk, that earthquake, that spiritual utterance. But can anybody make you praise God? We can help you. There's a scripture that says that, right? What's the scripture? Do y'all got it in Psalms? Bless the Lord with me. We talk about, there we go. Let us, with me, us, together. You can get help. But if you made up your mind when you came in the door, because this is how I used to be. You probably remember. I don't feel like going to church today, Caritha, because if they make me praise God, and she'd be the one doing it. I don't want to go to church, Caritha, because if, if, if mother so-and-so come and grab me up out of my seat, because she would see my face. And God would send her to me. And I believe now, because I think God showed her something about me that made her come, I felt picked on. I felt stood up putting me out in front of people. I'm too cool for this. I'm from the streets. Don't put me in there. I'm coming as far as I'm going to come with this church stuff. I'm not doing all that. Right. Let us bless him together. Before we come in these doors, we got to get our mind right. Because that's honor. And if you lack honor, it shows. And where you don't, you know, honor goes up. You know why honor goes up? Because blessings come down. So you have to honor upward. Yes, listen to the spiritual leaders over you, but you have to first listen to God. We're not setting you up to make you bless him. You should have made up your own mind before you came into this door that I'm going to bless him. I got an attitude, but I'm going to leave it in the car. 
I got a phone call to return, but I'm going to leave it in the car. Because when I walk in here, this is my moment, my time with God. This is the only glimpse I'm going to get of presence. So when I get out of this door, it's going to be crazy. But while I'm in here, I'm going to lift up my head. I'm going to stomp my feet. I'm going to lift up my hands. Even if I don't know what I'm doing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad they're praising him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You do not want to lose your conscience being seared. You don't want to lose your spiritual sensitivity towards God. Praise him because he's God. You got an eviction notice and you sitting down? You should be the craziest praiser in this church. Your car got repossessed and you staying home? I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Because when I went through those things, I was crazy praying. They got to the point where they started talking about me praising too much. I, she just prays every week. Do you know what I'm living? Do you know what I go through when I leave? I'm not praising because it's a party in my life. I'm in the season of Job right now. Everything that drug dealing got me, God is literally taken from me. I watch car by car by car go. I watch bank accounts get empty. I remember clothes wasn't lasting long. Every, the friends, the networks, everything that I had, I watched it disappear. And I'm telling you, it felt like some of the people in the church was happy to see it happen to me. And I got so tired when this mother came over to me in the church and she told me, she said, what do you want? Like, what is going on with you? I said, I just want peace. I just want peace. This stuff is crazy. I'm trying to do the right thing, but every time I do the right thing, something comes to me. I got people in the church saying I look like I'm cursed. Every time I take a couple steps forward, I go five and ten steps back. Y'all don't even want to know what to deal with me. I don't even know what to do. What do I do? I come to church and I would praise God from my seat I would break out in my seat and come all the way down the aisle and praise him at the altar and then people started saying she just want to be seen why can't she just praise in her seat why she just can't praise it why does she make herself go to the altar no the Holy Spirit is drawing my messy behind to the altar dragging all my issues all my problems he led me to the altar because he knew that's the place I needed to be and my seat wasn't enough there wasn't enough power in my seat because I got you next to me and, and grumpy and, and sad and, and what's them, them, what's them little little Smurfs names I had a whole row full of them and I want to break loose from that I wanted to know before I waste any time in the church are you real are you real because I'm looking for you in people and I'm confused are you real and I just begin to just bless him and bless them I, I'm going to be honest with you I, I think I can agree with Rashad. I think I lost my mind I think I had a nervous breakdown and it was praise that was my Prozac it was praise that was my Xanax. I'm telling you, I lost my mind. I didn't care about living, and anybody who hung with me knew it and was crazy to hang with me. Because if I didn't care about my life, I sure enough couldn't care about yours. I came in, this is all I got. Show me what you're going to do with it. Talked about mockery, divorce in the church. Crazy stuff. The church was for him because his family was someone in the church and I was just some little chick that came in along their lines, knew that I didn't matter at all once that got cut. This is how I felt. Okay, I can't say I heard this from anyone. It's how I felt. And what I did anyway, I praised and 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 I prayed. And let me tell you something. No disrespect because I know what it's like in this sacred office now, but my pastor didn't even have a word every week. 
It's a hard job. And when you got problems at home and you got problems in the church or one or the other, getting in God's presence for a word can seem like it's almost impossible. Y'all get word every single week. Your spirit should be full. You should want to get on the treadmill in the elliptical called praise and worship. You should want to magnify him. Lift up his name. I don't know your problems better than you do. I don't know your needs better than you do. But if he inhabits the praises of his people, try him, test him, and see that he will pour out a window of blessings until it overflows and overtakes you. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side. He's telling us, I know that you're going through times when you don't have peace. I know when you're going through times when you're not being comforted. I know you're going through times when you're being persecuted. But I'm telling you a secret. If you bless me, if you act like you lost your entire logical side of your brain and just bless me and magnify, I will show everybody who watched you go through and go down that I am God. And it was only I that have redeemed you and brought you back in your right mind. And I'm a living testament to that. When you get to the place where you can know, when you, when you can sin and your conscience no longer hurts you, you are dying spiritually. Coming in and not worshiping him, y'all, is dying spiritually. And I know I can hear some of y'all minds right now. I worship him the way I want to. He tells us how worship is in the book. What you're doing ain't worship. Stop lying. Stop fooling yourself. There's scriptures on worship. You ain't worshiping. A devil is rocking you to sleep. That's what's going on. And he's getting ready to come steal, kill, and destroy whatever opportunity he has in your life. There's an honor in worshiping him. You don't have to do it the way I do it. There's so many different postures for worship. But if you can't open your mouth, if you can't fix your face, our face is the book cover to our story. So I don't even got to have a conversation with you. I've been trained in profiling, first of all. Secondly, I'm prophetic. Thirdly, I'm human. So when I see the book, I'm like, mm, don't want to read that story today. Ain't going to eat with them after church. Ain't going to have no conversation with them today. If the story looked like the cover, am I lying? You want to go eat with me? I'm treating, nope, because what you treating? I can't afford I can't leave you full like a spiritual garbage can I can't do it protect yourself it's not being funny and rude you've got a destination to hit there's promises and blessings over your life and you can't see them if you're waiting for somebody else to bring them to you there's things that people and men will never be able to do for you nobody but God and if you're here because you want to know if he's real, you got to open up yourself to him. You can't watch me. You can't watch anybody else. Listen to what's being said and taught. Go and study it for yourself and tell him, I'm going to try you. I'm going to try you. I ain't going to test you, but I'm going to try you. When you get to the place where you sin and your conscience no longer hurts you, you are dying spiritually. You have seared your conscience with sin's hot iron. You lie and you have no pain. Do you know psychologically, scientifically, and spiritually, all of the professors and geniuses and theologians, they all agree 
our bodies were not designed for lying. When we lie, our body responds. That's why they have lie detector tests. The test isn't a big deal. It's similar to an EKG, and EEG. It looks for fluctuations. We lie with a straight face, and they're like, they lied. They lied. We were not made to lie. We were not made to have to lie. And the more faith-filled you become, the less you need to lie. When you can lie and there is no pain, when you can commit adultery and there is no sorrow over a broken covenant with God, then your spouse, you steal from your employer. <laughs> it used to bother you when you took the Sharpies and the notepads for church. Used to, but it was for Bible study, so it was all right. God would understand. Now you just stray still in anything you can and you have no conscience being seared. God's voice has become silent. You have become addicted to pornography. You used to feel guilt in the beginning, but you kept going, you kept feeding it, and now you feel nothing. Now you defend it and argue with people who tell you not to do it. The voice of God has been smothered by your consistent carnal choices. Your conscience is dead. Your heart has become stone. You think you're sophisticated, but the truth is you are numbered among the walking dead. Your hand passes over the Bible that's collecting dust on your table, and you pick up the remote, which is right on the Bible, so you can watch your filth on TV. You pray only in a time of crisis. You have no fellowship with God. You enter in his house on Easter and or Christmas. Otherwise, you have no use for the creator. Your conscience is screaming. I want to live. I want to worship. I want to dance again. I remember when I first got saved. Anybody been through that? Especially for those that work in ministry. You're working and working and working. And you're trying to produce and you're carrying a vision and you want to manifest what God has given your leader and you're working, you're working. And then you're working also outside of the ministry. And you get to the point where you're working and you're working and you're working and you're working and you don't even have conviction that you haven't been in prayer. Matter of fact, you sit in the car during prayer because you're too tired to get in and pray. Your conscience is becoming seared. You know what time prayer starts, but you leave your house intentionally late so you can skip prayer but show up for brownie points at Bible study because I want my license renewed but you can't even pray this is a message for us y'all we're just going to wake up today because blessings are coming and I need to confront the things that are confronting you I need to come after the things that's stealing your peace, your joy, your blessings your promises people ain't following dead things some of y'all can't even stay awake right now your conscience is screaming, I want to live and I want to be in the presence of God, yet you are slowly assassinating your sense of right and wrong with every disobedient act. The Holy Spirit has pricked your conscience again and again, but now that inner voice has grown silent and God is far from you. Please don't take your presence from me, Father. You have suffocated the Spirit of God that once lived within you. As a result, your happiness is lost. Living the good life becomes an impossibility. In Luke 22 and 62, in the courtyard of Pilate's judgment hall, Peter denied Christ. Think of it. Was his soul forever damned by this denial? Right. Because scripture states, so Peter went out and wept bitterly. 
Do you weep bitterly after service when you attended all the meetings, got the church on time, sprayed the COVID sprayer after service, went through the aisles and picked up the papers off the chairs, spoke to a few brothers and sisters and never worshiped God, never thanked God, never entered in and lift your hand, never woke up and thanked him for a day, never thanked him for the heat. Anybody thank him for heat? been colder than colder I'm going down to laying hands on the oil tank in the name of Jesus you shall live oil tank and not die and oil prices shall stay in the three dollar range we will not go to 586 an hour because of these wars when I heard them wars breaking out I said the devil is a liar I bring oil prices down Ukraine and Russia those spirits of war you will not touch our, our oil prices Syria got involved with Russia see this is what apostles do when I heard a little bit more, I said, oh, now we got Israel and Hamas. Hamas got to deal with, with Iraq and Iran. Then my oil people, I ran back down to that oil tank again. I got two oil tanks in my house. 333 gallons each one I have to fill up. When it was 586 a gallon, it cost me $6,000 to get through a winter a year ago. So you watch the news. You pay attention to what affects oil prices and electricity prices and stock prices and 401k prices. And you begin to decree and declare over those things. That's my legacy. That's my lineage. I have a right. Coming in church, downcast? Oh, no, I need this next move. I need this next miracle. You mean you're setting somebody up to bless me and my stale face is keeping them from coming near me? I can't be a part of that. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. My face is discouraging people and I'm not getting what I don't believe people want to give me anyway. So I'm fulfilling my own self-fulfilled prophecies. God said he would have people bless me. God said he would have people bless me so much so that it would be overflowing. Men will give, give, give. Men will give them to your bosom. And I ain't getting nothing? You want a prophecy, you got a self-fulfilled prophecy. Your face is rebuking people from coming near you. Am I telling the truth? It can happen. I only can speak what I know and what the scripture says. Your conscience is screaming, who are you in here today? You want to live and you want to be in the presence of God, yet you are assassinating yourself and your sense of right and wrong with every disobedient act, even coming into his house, going against scripture without coming in with praise and thanksgiving. Your conscience is becoming seared because this is always supposed to remain, at least to us believers, as a holy place. In the courtyard of Pilate's judgment hall. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe, maybe the church is a judgment place on Sundays for some people. Maybe that's why we can't worship when we come in here and we get the best sleep in the church than we get at home. He mourned. Peter mourned. And the scripture said, blessed are those who mourn. Not just for people who are mourning over someone who died. Peter was mourning because he had doubted God. He had betrayed God. He didn't feel that he was his best self for God. He mourned his sinful conduct before the judge of all judges. On resurrection morning, the angel at the empty tomb told Mary Magdalene, go tell his disciples and Peter. Oh my God. Is that amazing? Like, let me make it clear, because I know y'all quick to put one of y'all out. Let me make it quick, because somebody didn't show up to praise and worship rehearsal, so I know that y'all going to think I'm only talking to these 12 and not that one. But let me make it, I'm talking to all of those. 
that are my people, including the Peters, that y'all always claim y'all want to be. I'm Peter. Peter wept. Peter was mourning. He wasn't mourning over anything but the fact that he let God down. He let Jesus down. And God came back for him. And he said, go tell his disciples and Peter in Mark 16 and 7. And God restored Peter. Compare that scene to that of Judas who sold out the Lord for 30 pieces of silver or a husband. Or a wife. We've seen it all. Sold him out. You ain't even get paid. Well, you thought you did, but we'll see you in three years. <laughs> Woo! Y'all don't like that one. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All I need is one. Compare that scene to Judas, who sold out the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. See him. As by the light of the Roman soldier's torches, he approaches the master in the garden. Look at the smirk on his face as he says, Hell, master, Matthew 26 and 49. He was a hard, cold, callous, and premeditated sinner. There was no mourning or remorse as he betrayed the Son of God. Most hearing this even right now would even say, I would never do that. But the Bible says that whenever you willfully disobey God, whether you want to call it disobedience or sin, and you refuse to mourn your sin, you crucify the Son of God afresh. Somebody know what I'm talking about. I got a witness. You go verify me. Check me. I got receipts. Hebrews 6 and 6. The Bible speaks of different kinds of mourning. There are the nine Greek verbs in the biblical text used to express degrees of grief. The word for mourning used in the Beatitudes is the most severe of all the nine. You may not have denied Christ. You may not have committed unconfessed sin. But you are still suffering. In the world, you will come face to face with sorrow and heartbreaking grief. But for the believer, mourning is limited. Anybody who mourning, I want you to lift your hands with confidence and faith and hope in God and say, mourning is limited. The Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but, 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 come on in the morning. Declare your morning now. Psalms 30, uh, verse 5. Are you mourning? Is your heart broken from any reason? Do tears flow endlessly from your eyes over some great sorrow, whether it's sin or loss or rejection or abandonment? The mourning you are experiencing is limited. It will end because God's end will come. He gives us seasons for things. Things don't go on eternally. Joy will come. Somebody say now. I decree and declare mourning is now. The pain of your loved one's death will end. I got another minute for another blessing. Let me give you this one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5 and 3. The assignment I want to give you all for 2024, it's not New Year's Eve service, but the assignment I want to give everyone in this place, whether you are reborn again, whether you are a seeker, it doesn't matter. I want you to find every promise in the Bible, and I want you to eat that loaf every single day of 2024. Every promise for your life, every promise for your family, every promise for your business, every promise for your health. I want you to proclaim those promises every single day. 
and the scripture, the word that will be sent, will bring everything back to us that belongs to us. Now, don't get mad if what you want to come back don't come back. Everything that belongs to you will come back to you. The Bible commands to love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? How much do I preach and teach and detox? Matthew 22 and 39. It's a fact. If you don't like yourself, you won't like your neighbor, your wife, or your children. But you might like the dog. The ten spies who went into the promised land returned. He returned a poor self-image. Y'all remember the scripture? They spied out the promised land and whimpered to Moses because they saw giants. But we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Numbers 13 and 33. Do you know the power that has been given to you? Do you know the lineage of power through your ancestors that has been given to you? Do you know that the weeping and the doubt and the I can't do this and I can't do that or I don't want to do this and I don't want to, that's the very thing that is hindering you from seeing the salvation of the Lord. And I'm not talking about salvation that makes you saved and getting you ready for heaven. Salvation as in the blessings of the Lord. The Bible says that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and ain't no sorrow attached to it. Go ahead, Gwen Tucker. Ain't no sorrow. Say it like that. Ain't no sorrow attached to it. But are you postured in a position to receive blessings? We come into this house, it is an honor. I mean, I got a few heads that go through my mind too. Be like, ugh, 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 ugh. All right, got it out. Flesh is satisfied. Now let me go and kill it. Come on. The opposite of having poor self-image is being steeped in pride. You may not believe that happiness comes to the humble, but you can be certain it does not come to the proud. And Luke 18, two men went up to the temple to pray. One said, God, I thank you that I am not like the other men. He arrogantly announced his perceived good qualities and prayerfully proclaimed them to every person in the temple. The other man prayed, God, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. The poverty that is key to God's kingdom is the realization that although we might possess things without God, all our things amount to nothing. All of our things amount to, see somebody got the thank you. Many believe that faith in God only offers a self-denial in this life. But there's a promise for the future. Notice that Jesus used the verb is. For theirs is the kingdom of God in this text. His kingdom becomes the believer's immediate possession. Do you have faith? Are you operating in the faith that I've been talking about week after week? Though it tarries. Wait for it. Anybody find themselves saying that throughout the week? I was thinking about something that I wanted and the scripture just came up out of me automatically. Though it tarries, and I was like, wow, though it tarries, wait for it. I had to prophesy to myself and remind myself, though it tarries, wait for it. Because the kingdom of heaven is mine now. It's an immediate possession. And by possessing the kingdom, you possess all things. Say, I possess, I possess. all things. Possessing God's power enables us to face life with enthusiasm. It gives us a deep inward peace because we are not afraid of tomorrow. We experience an inner joy that outward circumstances cannot give us. Because God is within us and because God is love, there flows out of us 
Love for others that sweeps away all prejudices, jealousy, and hate. Are you struggling with love? There's a blessing on loving people. You're going to feel so punked, right? You're going to feel like a little wimp. You're going to feel like something got to be wrong with me. But I promise you, what you're feeling is just the enmity in your flesh. Try it. Be intentional this week and show love every day this week to somebody. And watch what happens to your life. You're going to be like, where that came from? How, how was that so easy? God been waiting, Scrooge. He's been waiting. He's been wanting to restore Christmas, not December 25th, but blessings and prophecies every single day of your life. But you're hindering it because you are not postured to receive not just prophetic words, but blessings that are promises. Do you know if you never get a prophetic word from a human prophet, there are blessings in the Bibles that are yours? They're yours. I'm going in the devil's camp and get mine. I'm going in the devil's camp and get mine. We used to chant. We used to have our war clothes. Everybody, we're going to do boot camp. Everybody wear their army fatigue. We going in the devil's camp and get mine. Why we got to go in the devil's camp? My father never told me to go see a gang to get what he got for me. What my father had for me, hey, it was for me. He might have said, go get it under the tree, or I'm going to bring it on Friday on payday, or when your birthday comes. But I ain't never had to go in no devil's camp. You see the stuff we do to ourselves, and we wonder why it's so hard for us to receive blessings from God? Going in the devil's camp. Some of us ain't come back. Some of us lost our mind in the devil's camp. Some of us dated and married some of them devils. Thank you. One day we'll be together. I'm giving promises and building faith this month so that possessing God's power is going to enable you to have that life that he's promised, not the life that you promised, the life that he promised. It gives us a deep inward peace because we are not afraid of tomorrow. Anybody ever been afraid of tomorrow? Oh, my God. I remember being so depressed that work was my outlet. And when work ended on Friday, I was scared to death. What am I going to do with Saturday and Sunday? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I praise him the way I do. We can experience an inner joy that outward circumstances can never provide for us because God is within us. And because God is love those things flow to us. I can't hit the next one that I wanted to get. I want to at least give three today, but I want those to come up so I can pray the prophetic blessing over you for emotional and mental warfare to be broken off of your life. And I want you to know as you come to this altar, it is being broken through your faith. Throughout scripture, God presents himself to man through propositional revelation. Put simply, God declares to man, if you will, then I will. If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a spiritual treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine, Exodus 19 and 5. 
Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. Deuteronomy 28 and 1. If my people who are called by my name, see y'all moved today by the calling of his name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I can hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7:14. Matthew 6 and 14 says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. I want you to take a moment before I start the prophetic blessing and I want you to go into the recesses of your mind and your heart and I want you to think of those you need to forgive. I had a deep conversation yesterday with someone that said, am I wrong for not wanting to accept a Christmas present from so-and-so? And I said, yes, because it was just an issue. Let it go. Well, I'm not ready to let it go. I said, okay, then that may be honest that you won't take their gift because of the way you're feeling towards them. But please understand that forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for me. It's restoring me back to the right place with God. And if you connect forgiveness to forgiving what they did then you'll never be able to forgive and this is something we have to operate in if not daily and you can even say it because you know I was a little crazy right thank God he he, he, he loves babies and and fools y'all said it not me thank God he loves babies and fools he takes care of them I said to God I just want to make it clear to you I'm not forgiving them for what they did I'm offering forgiveness because I can't carry this anymore. Are y'all hearing me? So some of y'all, as you go into that place right now and release those who have trespassed against you, you can, you can even speak it the way that you have to understand it. God, I need to be clear because I don't want you to look at my heart and think I'm a hypocrite or being fake. I'm having trouble forgetting what they did but I forgive them so that I will not be a stumbling block and that it will not keep me from being in your presence, but I don't forget what they did. And then guess what happens? The Bible says revenge is mine. You don't even have to revenge the person. You just wait. Kind of like, not wait on purpose, but you kind of wait. And then when the phone call comes or the message comes and it says, did you hear what happened? Say, oh, really? I'm telling you, y'all want to know what it's like to walk in the blessed position of God? Mourning. Mourning more for what you did to God than what anybody did to you. How can you hold someone in contempt for what they did to you? And let's just start with today. We came in here like I'm just going to the building. I'm just going to the apostle's house. And I'm going to sit and I'm going to leave. Because I don't want to hear apostle's mouth. But how is that having an attitude to God? Hopefully you say, I love my apostle. But I've got to get against courtyards and thresholds. And i got to bless him. Yes, I can do it at home. But he also said... To, right, to assembly together, but he also made it clear when you enter into my courts. You are a treasure to God, and we want to see you move in that. 
I want you to whatever you can, to whatever degree right now, I want you to find a scripture in your heart. And I want you to begin to just proclaim that scripture on faith. Just one scripture. Even if you paraphrasing it, you can't quite remember it. Just try to pull it to the front of your mind and start decreeing faith over yourself. All right, now you're ready. It's time to release the prophetic blessing to end this emotional instability, this psychological warfare that's attacking you. And don't be embarrassed for it. You are human. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, we come before you today on behalf of myself that you would grant me your servant grace and peace. Jesus said, and I proclaim, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from him for he is gentle and lowly in heart and I will find rest for my soul for the scripture says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light I come to you I come to get my rest father in the name of Jesus we proclaim our peace we receive it now come on y'all not as the world gives it. I'm not letting my heart be troubled. Neither am I letting it be afraid. You promised me that you will keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed on you. Because your word says, if I trust in you, I will have perfect peace. The scripture says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soundness of mind. Now, may the God of all hope fill me with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, as an apostle of Jesus Christ, pronounce over you. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pronounce over you now in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, God's children, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good in report, meditate on these things. Therefore, I pronounce today, may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding be over each and every one of those that are at this altar today those that are online streaming who hearts are in agreement today that it be their portion in Jesus name amen come on what do you say thank you thank you now I want to do one more with you today let's see if this is you you may return to your seat if it's not 
I'm going to proclaim a blessing over those today who are in our time of testing and trial. If this is you or if you are in your seats, you need to stand in agreement with this word today. That is the order and the vision. If you want to be under this blessing, you need to stand in agreement, sitting and just assuming ain't going to work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are we ready? Now, this time I'm going to pronounce it over you. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I come before you today on behalf of these souls, these children of yours, who is going through a time of testing and trial. You have given me the apostolic authority to stand as a spiritual covering to them. And I proclaim the words of Paul who said, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, God speaks to his beloved children. We be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing, somebody say knowing, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I proclaim today as an apostle of Jesus Christ, the words of Peter, bless be the God, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, some of your doing, some that came to you, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, 1 Peter 1 and 3, and then 6 through 8, I receive a portion of his grace, and as I lay my hands symbolically upon each and every head in this place, and to those online and streaming, that this hand not be mine, but it be the hand of God, that I pronounce this blessing over each and every one who through thought, deed, and heart are in an agreement that the time of their testing and trial has ended, that the time of their testing and trial has produced faith to promote them in 2024 to a place of blessings, to a mindset to receive. And I want you to say this after me. I receive, I receive. grace and peace. Grace knowing that the mercies of God endure forever. Amen. If you receive it, tell them thank you. And you got to believe by faith. And every time that test or that trial turns back again, remind it, I receive my prophetic blessing. My season of trials is over. Test it. Try it out. Come on. I receive my prophetic blessing. The season for testing and trial is over. My season of blessing has come upon me now. And as a direct result, I will respond in obedience to God. And no devil, no angel, no principality can come against what has been pronounced over me this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, don't forget to thank them. Come on, not just with hands, but with words.
Come on with the meditation of your heart. Thank him. Thank him. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Do you grab it by faith? Do you believe it by faith? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My posture has changed. I am in a place now to receive. Now, don't forget that last part. As I respond in obedience to God, the enemy cannot touch what was pronounced over me today. Please understand that as men and mothers and fathers in this place, this also applies to your lineage. Your obedience is important to a lot of people. Amen? All right, we're getting ready to go home. I would pray to everyone, especially those at the altar and those that are on live stream that have agreed with us that you would sow a seed today in this. Whatever amount that God has given you and blessed you to give, I encourage you to give it. There's no amount that's too low, but I encourage you to sow a seed into this prophetic blessing on today. Not for a miracle, not for it to happen, not for the enemy to rebuke it. The prophetic blessing is the prophetic blessing over your life. But when we receive spiritually, we respond naturally. The Bible actually says materially. Is that all right? If you have an offering, I want you to lift it up. If you're given by phone or whatever, just lift that up. If you are the offering, lift it up. Hallelujah. Take you back to the redemption truck. What they give now. It went up the other day. It ain't 10 cents. It's higher now. Yeah. <laughs> ain't God make us worthy? Father, I thank you for these here. Your partners, Father. I thank you for these here who have partnered. You said taste and see. You're telling us to partner with you to see that the Lord is good. Father, some silver and gold have they not, but what they have they give unto thee, and they give their faith today. Others are given faith, and they are sowing seed today into the promises and into the one who delivered the covering over their life. Father, I pray a blessing, Father, of obedience, and I pray a blessing of favor to show up and be steadfast in their lives. We touch and agree today by saying amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. They're behind you with the bucket if you want to drop something in the bucket. I thank you for your time today. I want to say Merry Christmas to everyone here. If we don't, that's right. If we don't see you tomorrow, I hope that we see you tomorrow. We're here tomorrow from 10 to 11. If y'all talk or turn up too much when we start singing Silent Night, then it's your fault if we're here later. But other than that, Christmas service is usually an hour. Um, it's, it's a powerful service. I do, if you, if you can, grab the kids. I was talking to someone yesterday who visits the church. They had no idea that we had Christmas service. So we're not doing a good enough job at making it. No, maybe we need to start putting some stuff on the wall that when things are coming up. Um, they were like, Christmas service? I would love my daughter to know that church is on Christmas instead of presents on Christmas. So try to get in the house. If you can't, we still love you and we still cover you. Father, I thank you for those that were in agreement with you today. We pray that the anointing will continue to be upon us to break every yoke on our life. We pray for the Holy Spirit to be within us, God, to make intercession on our behalf and lead us and guide us. We bind mental illness today, mind attacks. We bind even the workaholic spirit, Father, that we will find time to worship you. And it won't be a thing that we long to do. It will be a thing that we live to do. We bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your time today. God bless you. That was a good holler. Who did that? Holler again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs>